This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's time now for the David Forst Show here on A's Cast Live, and it's our first edition of kind of our new interview room. You see Marcotze here after games, but this was also designed for us to potentially do shows here if it's going to rain and when we're going to tape shows early. What do you think of the new digs? I like it. I like Cots hanging out behind us. I got a nice desk here. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, the, the Mandalorian, the Mark Katze bobblehead were given away during on May the 4th, the 4th Be With You, which will be nice. And talk about your guy, Mark Katze. You know, we talk to him every single Friday for the Mark Katze show. And obviously, it's tough for him right now. Mm-hmm. How do you help him through and get through this process? How does he help me get through this process? <laughs> well, you're the veteran guy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is it's hard. Like, this is hard on everybody. And we, we don't need to sugar-coated I mean we won two games on the road trip you know we're we, our record is what it is um, but the guys are grinding it out I mean between Mark and the staff they're working as hard as ever I mean say what you want about the results the players are putting in the time they're working we're just not getting results right now and, and we just haven't played well enough to win most nights so it, it's hard um, Mark takes things very personally very hard he wants you know he wants to be the leader he wants to be sort of the guy who helps get them out of it and right now it just isn't happening. So, um, you know, I, he tries to stay as positive as possible. We, we both do. Um, and, and hopefully the players are doing the same because there are positives to take out of every night. Whether it's an inning or two or an at-bat, whatever, there are positives. And those are the things we have to focus on and realize if we do those things more consistently, that's how you get out of this. Yeah, I, I think about preaching patience to a guy that has no patience. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I <laughs> I hear you. It's not easy. And, yeah. and, and he, again, he takes these things hard. I'll give him a lot of credit. He goes out, he faces the media after the games. He comes in the next day and wipes the slate clean. Um, but it doesn't mean that, that every one of those losses so far hasn't been hard on him. And, and what's easy for us to talk about it, I think, is like if this was like your first rodeo, your first time going through this, but it's not. I mean, yeah. you've been an executive for this organization, was it 24th, 25th? 24th year. Yeah. 24th year. I mean, you've been through a lot of different things. How does your experience help you for this, which then helps you help everybody else? It's a good question. Um, and, and look, to be clear, we haven't been through anything like this in my time. This is different. I mean, we went through periods in, you know, 07 through 11, a little bit in, you know, 15, 16, 17, where... You know, we didn't win. We didn't compete for the playoffs, and those things were tough. This is a little different. This is, you know, a complete strip down of, you know, of a lot of the players who are here and depending a lot on new guys and young guys. And and right now it's just not coming together. So I will say in my experience, you know, you know you have to go through things like this to get back to where we want to go. 
You also know that focusing on the minor leagues, on the draft, on those things is what's helpful to us in the front office. In my group, in baseball operations, we spend a lot of time you know, working on those things. That's not quite as helpful for the major league guys because they're focused on the field, on this team every single day. You know, I know that Mark and Emo and Tommy and Bushy, they're, they're talking to the minor league guys. They're, they're focusing on those players who are going to be here, but 99% of their focus is right here right now. Yeah, and, and when I think about when we talk about your focus and what you need to do for the organization, you know, there at the start of the year, there's like, if everything works out right, this is what the team could be like. Yeah. And unfortunately, not everything did work out right. And I know for like even myself after games or the callers, we all want to be fantasy baseball, do this, do that. I know it's not that easy, but when do you start looking at it and you go, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of changes? Yeah, we're, we're getting close to that time. I mean, look, we are you know, not even a month in, um, and you don't want to make decisions based on, particularly with the guys who have track records, you don't want to make decisions based on 25 or 30 or even 35 games. Um, but at some point, you do need to make changes. And again, I talk about the guys in AAA, there are guys in AA uh, who are performing, who are going to move up and, and become candidates. So I think that's a conversation we have every day is, you know, what are the options? When's the right time? Things like that. We're getting Drew Rusinski back tonight. I'm hopeful that we get Paul Blackburn back sometime soon. He has a, he had a blister on that middle finger, which set him back, so we don't have a time frame. Uh, I think we're going to get Ramon back this weekend. There's some light at the end of the tunnel for some of the other injuries. So those things will affect the roster, the you know both 26 and 40 man, the team on the field, and but we know we need to make you know adjustments as we go along. Now we've had all these notes on, on Drew since spring <laughs> training, but we've been, I mean, I've had all this stuff about KBO undrafted out of Ohio Use state. Use them all the night. Let's it, go dump them. Independent ball. <laughs> the next, you know, he's with the angels. I've had all this cool stuff to say about him and he's fine. And it was like yeah. funny. I, I said, I'm like, he's not a running back. I don't need him to carry the ball 30 times. I mean, he's got a hamstring problem, but what will it mean to a staff that doesn't throw a lot of strikes? Yeah to have a guy that that's what he does. That, that is the most important thing and what we're looking forward to. I think Drew will be the first to tell you that he may not be 100% of what he can be tonight. He, you know, he threw 85 pitches, got through five innings the other day for Vegas. So he's, he is ready to go. It may take a little longer for him to be you know, mid-season form, but he is going to throw strikes and, and he is going to give us a chance to make plays behind him. And that's frankly what we haven't done enough of. Um, we just, you know, we, we've walked guys, we've put guys on base. We haven't made all the plays when the ball's put in play, but you got to give our fielders a chance. And, and every time you give up a homer, if you put two guys on in front of them, that's what beats you. So we, we have to make that adjustment. You know, I, I know I've been criticized lately, but the reality is, and it's the same thing with you, no matter what's going on around us, you still have to build the organization from a player standpoint. I still have to cover the team. Uh, that that's my job. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be things we are excited about. And I think about when Mason Miller gets up there and he's throwing a hundred to 102, or we now have Medina coming up. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing power arms in the organization. It's hard not to be excited about these guys. It is. And, and look, if you're not enjoying that part, if you're not getting excited about that, then that's when you sort of get lost in what's going on right now. So, you know, we talked earlier about how do you get Mark through this? How do you get the coaching staff? Well, you take those sort of, little glimmers and you you think about like what is coming and Mason's here like Mason's made two starts we've seen the potential obviously he had a rough first inning the other night in Anaheim but 
And he regrouped and he threw three innings after that when potentially he was going to be out of the game with one more pitch in the first. So that's a huge positive. Medina comes out and you see the stuff and he punches out Trout and he punches out Otani. And yeah, in the middle there, he gave up a bunch of runs and he missed his spots. And he, he got shown that big league hitters can hurt you when you miss your spots, even if you're throwing 99. Um, but those are the things you have to hold on to and you have to realize like, hey, they've proven they can do it here. What separates big leaguers from minor leaguers is how often you do it and how consistently you do it. And those guys are going to become big leaguers by doing it more frequently. Yeah, and it's tough to judge somebody on one or two starts in the big leagues. you got to give them some yeah. time. But what we've seen so far, very impressive. And I, I know this isn't real wood, but <laughs> uh, I I messed up yesterday on TV. I was doing a A's pre and post game live on NBC, and I immediately said, hey, if the A's were to have an all-star, it's Brent Rooker. I know it's way too early, and I don't want to jinx them. That's why I'm knocking on wood. But yeah. 305, seven home runs, 18 RBIs, 1,112 OPS, uh, OPS, yeah. OPS plus, everything you look at, weighted runs created plus, whatever the those analytics we still look at. I mean, he is off to an unbelievable start. 28 no years old, like the light has gone on. I know you've liked him ever since his days in college. I mean, just how happy are you for this guy? Yeah, you gotta, you've got to enjoy that and celebrate it. He's had a great month. And, and a guy who essentially made the team on the last night of, of exhibition season. Cots and I brought him into the office over in San Francisco, told him he made the team that last night of the Bay Bridge series and has absolutely taken his opportunity to run with it. And, you know, hitting in the middle of the order, hitting homers, you know, obviously the game we won in Baltimore, big bright spot yesterday competing, you know, he hits a homer three nights earlier, the game we win in Anaheim, he's got back to back with Aggie twice. Like you gotta, you know, you gotta be excited for this guy and excited for what he can offer us going forward. And I think about Ruiz and just seeing lately his ability to, he's not going to get caught and his ability to get the big <laughs> jumps and he's so fast. I mean, Keith Lippman told you this, Shooty Babbitt told you this, everybody's yeah. been telling you, you went out and you got him. I know you tried to get him before. He impacts the game in so many different ways. I mean, he's on pace. We checked before yesterday, 58 stolen bases. And if we start to see him just run yeah. wild, who knows? And he I mean, didn't really run the first 10 games. I mean, there was an article, I think, after the first 10, of, 10 games of the season, like, are we not giving Ruiz the green light? Like, why isn't he running? Like, you see what he's able to do. Um, and again, another guy who hasn't been consistent, you know, was hitting 300 early, slumped a little bit. You see him chasing balls. But when he does impact the ball, he's got a chance for extra bases. And when he walks or gets hit like he did yesterday, he's on third base. Like, that is a weapon. And it's fun to watch. We just need it to happen more consistently. And it's like lead off. You got to find that Carney Lansford guy with like Ricky Anderson. Is it Noda? Right. Is it Capel? Who is because right now leading your team in, in pitches per at bat is Ryan Noda. He yeah. sees the most pitches. Obviously, he gets on base. And we always talk about money ball. What does he do? <laughs> he gets, he, gets, on he gets on base. Yep. So it's like finding the right person. Is that kind of a key right For now? sure. Kotz talks about it a lot when he's putting the lineup together. Like that is that is a particular skill that you have enough confidence to hit behind in the count so you take those early pitches to let Ruiz run. And, and both those guys have been in there, Capel and Noda, to do that. We'll keep working on it. Um, but Ryan's strike zone is as good as anybody we've seen in a long time. I mean, watch the pitches he takes. Watch him get deep in counts. Like he has a real skill there that is translated. And he, I think he has a real opportunity to be that guy. You want to see guys, we mentioned Rooker, Ruiz competing. You know, two guys, their last, I would say, three starts for Waldachuk, last four starts for Sears. 
whatever the outcome was, we're looking to see how competitive you are. And they're out there competing. They've shown themselves well. Talk about these two lefties who you got coming yeah. over from the Yankees. Well, look, no one has more ups and downs than young pitchers in this league. I mean, that is, that is the norm. Like, you have a great start. The hitters adjust. They beat you up. Then you adjust. It has to go back and forth. We saw the way Ken pitched at the end of last season. And then he comes out and struggles in his first couple starts. But he has made an adjustment. You can see it almost inning to inning when he, he goes out there and he throws better fastball strikes. He uses his changeup more. Um, and JP, we saw at that game in Texas, after the first inning, man, he made an adjustment. He was more aggressive. He didn't pitch away from contact. Um, and same in the Anaheim game. I mean, he had a rough inning. But he went out there and he got, you know, he got us into the sixth. So, look, it's going to be that way for pitchers. It's a tough league. These guys, major league hitters are no joke. Um, <laughs> but you make adjustments. And, and I trust, you know, those two guys and Muller, you know, Fuji's learning on the fly. Obviously now Mason's here. Medina and his one start, like, Emo and, and McCarthy are going to work with these guys. Inning to inning, start to start, we're going to keep seeing adjustments in progress. Well, we have a new analytic out there. Caught stealing above average. And I was like, here we go. We got another one we got to deal with. So obviously we know how long it takes a pitcher to get to home play. Mm -hmm. What kind of lead does the guy have? But we now have a new analytic that once the ball hits the catcher's glove, now it's on the catcher, yeah. right? Now it's on the catcher. Well, that's when you, yeah, you talk about pop time. I mean, we've been talking pop times forever, as long as I've been in this game. Caught stealing above average. It's, it's relatively new. They don't have, you know, years of data. We're not going to go back to Johnny Bench. But actually, it was top four on the list with Manny Pena. Yeah. And so I was, well, interesting. So you're going to have a catcher dynamic here. You got Perez hitting real well. Langoliers is the future. Bangaliers is the future. <laughs> He's been fun to watch. Watching him throw in Texas was amazing. Yeah. But then you got Manny. So how do you think? You can't really have three catchers, right? It's hard. Yeah, we've talked about a roster configuration where you do have all three guys. And obviously what Carlos has done, jumping in at the last minute. I mean, he basically had no spring training. He kind of rolled out of bed and hit major league pitching to a tune of like 350. It's pretty amazing. Um, but I think we're hopeful to get Manny back, you know, seven to ten days from now. And then we'll have to figure out, we'll have to make a decision. I mean, look, any number of things can happen between now and then. Um, and injuries happen and performance changes. Um, but Manny certainly has something to offer and, and was part of that trade because we felt like his experience, his throwing, like you said, um, would add to this team. So that's a decision we're going to have to make a week from now. Has the new, new rules made you think a little differently about catching and throwing because it kind of seemed like we were so offense in this game and just yeah. no one was stealing anymore that now stealing's back so. it is i mean i will say like with with murph having been here and into shea like obviously defense was a priority and both both these guys are outstanding receivers and throwers so it was something that was important to us beforehand whether you can really sort of counteract the current wave of stolen bases with a plus throwing catcher i think remains to be seen but it, it's always been important to us all right. I don't know what the outcome is going to be of the Warriors and the Kings. He is a big Golden State Warriors fan. Were you ever wa wavering down 0-2? <laughs> Were you worried? No. Nah, if we had lost one of those games at home, then maybe you get concerned. But when they protected home court, had a chance to go into game five with some momentum with Draymond playing, felt pretty good. So don't tell Mark Ling I said that. But feel pretty good about the dubs right now it is something there when you start talking about that experience because obviously the kings are so young and so talented but you look at the warriors who've been to five nba finals they've won four there is something about a core sure. that is so battle tested it's special we go back to like 
Celtics, Lakers, Pistons, then Jordan and the Bulls. I mean, that's what these Golden State Warriors are. They are now. Yeah, they have the experience there. I'm sure there was no panic in there before game three and four. And it's fun to watch. I mean, the, watching Clay in game five and watching the way that they sort of take care of business. Um, it's, it's really impressive between, you know, Bob Myers, Steve Kerr. They've done an incredible job. Well, great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. That's the David Force Show right here on A's Cast. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.